Say something funny. Go. Balls. <laughs> Wieners. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to Reinventing This Shit Show, a podcast for moms who are just trying to make it through the day. I'm Millie. And I'm Maxine. We're, We're friends. friends. We're moms. We're having, having a midlife crisis. crisis. Won't you join us? All right, so let's start, it's, I guess. Yeah, it's catch-up time. Yeah, so it's been a minute. Well, we had Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. so maybe we want to chat-ski about yeah. our wonderful holiday. How was yours? Yeah, Um. how was it? How was it? Well, you um, said it was, re- I, it was, we it was relaxing. It was relaxing. Yeah, it was really relaxing. We stayed here. Yeah. Um. We, um, sister-in-law, brother-in-law came down, yeah, yeah. and that was fun, and we had dinner at my in-law's house. Tony smoked the turkey. He did not debone it. He did not make a turkey <laughs> cigar out of it. God. Um, so it was normal. Okay. It was normal. Yeah. It was it was good. Um, my nephew, who's 14, he's just a little bit older than yeah, my oldest yeah. daughter. Um, he has always been a super picky eater. I mean, seriously picky. And this year he decided he was going to try every single thing. Oh, that's thing. cute that he did so that. So he got a plate and got Aww. one little dollop of every single thing. What and did he say? Um, there were some things he did not like. He did not like the sweet potatoes. Oof, that's he my jam bite, right though. there. He took a bite of those sweet potatoes. I was really proud of mm. him. You know what they loved? What the kids really, really loved? Mm. My mother-in-law made, um, she got cranberries. I don't know if they're fresh or frozen, but they were like the whole cranberries. Yeah. And she soaked them in like sugar water with orange um, like flavoring. Or okay. Like, yeah, yeah, probably just like some like uh what did that extract that's yeah. what it's called she soaked it with that and then she sugared that she like rolled them in sugar and mm-hmm. put them out on the table and the kids went nuts i don't know if i would like that i it's not my thing it wasn't my thing it was they're bitter and they're mm-hmm. a little sour and but it just wasn't those you know the kids all love this sour shit sour patch it. kids and all that they loved it oh, gross good for them yeah. though cranberries i bet they all had really healthy urinary tracts so that's wonderful <laughs> good job grandma yeah, so, yeah, and it, that was very relaxing, and we went home, and we took home a little bit of leftover turkey and really nothing else, and that was it. I mean, that was nice. Thanksgiving. It was so relaxing. Chill. Well, you said, you know, we had talked about that before. That's, like, your favorite holiday because mm-hmm. there's not shit to do. Yep. Nice. Yeah, nice. I don't have to do anything. <laughs> now, of course, we're into Christmas, and I'm yeah crazy. Yeah. But we'll it, talk about that another yeah, time. Yeah, but it's yeah. we're we're headed into that season. I think we're gonna go get our Hanukkah bush tomorrow and um, decorate it on Sunday. Okay, so. wait. No, no. That's Tre- a thing. Trees have nothing to do with Hanukkah. No, that's I know right. trees don't. But well, a we bush, kind of is that like a thing? I've never. Heard that's that. that's what okay. we call Christmas trees. We call them Hanukkah okay, bushes. Okay, okay. I've known you for a long time, and I've never heard you say Hanukkah yeah. bush. And I would remember if you used the word bush because we both bush. giggle. Yeah, yeah, bush. Say it again, Bush. Um, <laughs> no, because we we have kind of a hybrid. You know, we do mm-hmm. a little Christmas, we do a little Hanukkah. So that's our Smaka Bush. So, but you're Jewish. Yes, your husband's Jewish. Yes, your three kids are Jewish. All Jewish. However, okay. I was however, sure. my husband is the worst Jew on the planet, and because he is, um. <laughs> A foreign exchange student, as we like to say <laughs> at our house, you know, he's he moved here, you know, from Russia 20 ish years ago. Um, he does celebrate Christmas, but it's the Santa Christmas, not the baby Jesus Christmas. Right. Which is really what most of us. Right. Yeah. OK, so you're going to get the we're Hanukkah getting our bush, bush. tomorrow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. We've um, been um, 
recovering from our Thanksgiving journey to the Midwest, mm. and all of us were visited by COVID while by we the were COVID there. Fairy, yep, she's a sweetheart. Yeah. So we, my husband and I, we got our asses handed to us. Yeah, we have been really did. sick, sick as shit for yeah. days, yeah. but we're coming out of it now. But you've got like that sexy post um, sick voice. Hey, my voice is always sexy. I don't know what the well, fuck you're true. talking about. <laughs> But yeah, nothing sexier than snot dripping down the back of your throat. You're right. Right. Um, yeah. So hope you're recovered for your vacation. <laughs> I hope so. And we we truly though we had a blast being back. I hung out with friends from high school. Two of them that I literally well one of them I haven't seen in no joke twenty years, which is fucking sad. But twenty years, wow. so it was awesome to see him. And um, our other friend that I haven't seen in a while, I mean, 10 years probably. I don't they know. are both very tall. Oh my God, they're fucking giants. I know, aren't they? Like freakishly yeah. tall? Yeah. Like circus tall? Yeah. I know, I think that too. But anyway, it was awesome to see them. Awesome to see my brother and my niece and nephew, and my sister-in-law, um, even though we were sick as shit. It was yeah. great. You did a bunch of shit anyway, we though. did a bunch you of shit. You were everywhere. We did. We ran yeah. a 5K, all covid That <laughs> That's, is hilarious to me. Because it's not like we're, you know, athletes. Well, one of us is. But yes. the other three, no. No. So, um, but, you know, when it's so cold like that, you don't even know what's happening. Yeah. Anyway, you just do it. Go yeah. through the motions. Yeah. But we had a good, we yeah. had a good time. It was fun. And then you had a very long drive back. We sure very did. Very sick. And sick. Jeez. <laughs> God almighty. I know. That was rough. But anyway, yay. Onward and upward. Right, and yeah. tomorrow it's bush- do you guys have your bush already? Yes, we have our, our Christmas tree, which um, I decided since we live somewhere warm and Christmas, the whole like snow and all that stuff is actual bullshit. I know. Right. It's we just stupid. That. We have palm trees with lights. Right. Which look like penises. They kind of do. Yeah. It's not, there's there's I guess yeah. a, there's a meme that goes around. Every there year. is. Mm-hmm. My husband loves to show me that. Yeah, I'm sure he does. Mm-hmm. Um but so I decided I was like, why, why do I have this? Like it, we've always had an artificial tree. Mm-hmm. Um, and one year I was like, I'm s- this tree's falling apart. Why do I have this thing that looks like it's trying to be a real Christmas tree? <laughs> so I went to Walmart and I found the tree that looked the absolute fakest that I could find. Yes. And it is a white, like I love glittery. White yeah. It's, yes. it's not flocked. It is white. Did I see it when I came in the house? You walked right by it. Okay. You probably didn't notice it. Coma. COVID coma. Well, well, I'll show you how I want to see it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's, and it's got like multicolored lights on it. Yes. it is, so it's not, it's not traditional at all. I basically had to tie my husband to a chair to make him sit there for um, the Christmas tree decorations. Sure. And it's not that big a deal, but it's like all the kids, yeah. you know, all their Christmas decorations yeah. from forever ago where, you know, their hand, they made yeah, their, their hand into and their faces. Or, and and we know. always do, um, ever since the kids were born, they've always gotten a special ornament every Christmas. That's cute. I think my mom did that. I'm going to have to ask her. She'll, mom, call me when you hear this and let me know if I'm right. So the kids each get a special ornament every single Christmas and it stands for something that we did this year. So they've got now 14 and 11 Mm -hmm. of their own Christmas ornaments. And that's, you know, we put those on the tree. I love that. That's really cute. It's not a decorative tree. It's not one of those pretty ones that like everything matches and stuff. And I I don't care. I I want to do that in theory. Like I really want to. And I definitely have like a theme, but. I, you can't do that when you have ornaments that your kids made when they were right. two. So you either choose not to put those yeah. on there and be an asshole, right? Or 
just accept the fact that it's going to be eclectic. Yeah. And when all your kids are gone, you can go back I to know. having a, you know, and you'll no, be sad about it. Yeah, I can't so, do it. I'm with you on that one. Yeah, for sure. I want to have those fancy trees, though. Yeah, but some people have two trees. We have one know. upstairs, but it's like a, it's, it's a special, you know, four limbs, like Charlie Brown. <laughs> it's a Charlie Brown. Yeah. And the kids, my daughter put stuff on that one. But, but anyway. So next year when we're on our like 58th episode or something, mm-hmm. we'll talk about my Charlie Brown Christmas tree from Alaska. That'll be a good, in a year, we'll talk about that. That's okay. a teaser. Yes. Um, so shall we segue into our hot top for the week? Hot top? Is that the, is that what it's called? No, hot it's not, topics. but I like it. Okay, hot top. I like that. Okay. Um, Anyway, so I think that this is something that uh, definitely a hot top that we talk about all the time, which is Mm -hmm. raising our three teenagers that's amongst us. You have almost, uh, you have a tween right Mm -hmm. now also, but we have three between us. And um, yeah, I forget your oldest one is not a teenager anymore. He's like a full, he's an adult, like full blown man child, old (laughs) enough to drink. Yeah, he drinks. Traveling and, the world. And pays his own bills and shit oh, now. Crazy. I know, it's crazy. Wow. But yeah, but we, I think this is the thing that we talk about the most is raising our mm-hmm. kids and all the trials and tribulations of that. And so wow. um, I'm sure that our listener uh, in Vietnam. <laughs> Carrie. Um, oh, Carrie's oh, yeah, not in Vietnam. Right. Hi, Carrie. You're right, Carrie, hi. Um, she actually has a tween as well. Yeah. So um I, th- I think that this is something that we all talk about uh, constantly with our parent friends that we have. And so I I don't know. I think I just wanted to chat a little bit about what it's like to raise teens. And also I was thinking um, what our parents did when we were teens and how is that reflected in our parenting? Do we do things differently? Do we do things the same? Are there like huge no-nos that our parents did that we don't do, you know, because of scarring. Is this the time when I tell my mom to turn the podcast off? You know, so I was thinking, <laughs> because, you know, my mom is not with us anymore, but I was thinking about, and I definitely wouldn't want her to hear some of this, and I was thinking about your mom and how maybe... Maybe this is the episode. <laughs> we sent out the bat signal. Yeah, maybe. This we, is the one, mom. Turn it off. I don't know, though. I, well, I don't know. You're right. It's probably hard to hear from your kids what you fucked up. So <laughs> yeah. I'm sure my kids have things to say about that. Now, my 22-year-old certainly probably can say to me, hey, ooh, there were some things that you did. But I don't know. Anyway, so let's talk. Let's talk right. about. Well, first, let's talk about us as teenagers and can you think back to anything that like sticks out to you that was awesome that your parents did or that was like you know this was a big issue for us when I was a teenager and it it you know pissed me off so much that now I'm not doing it with my kids um I mean I'm definitely not gonna say that my parents are perfect because but nobody is right we we fuck Um, up constantly constantly um I will say the thing that stands out to me as something that they did right and I really appreciated was that they were very open to being the house that people could show up to. Totally. Right. So um, we would have like I did a lot of theater, especially in the summer. We would have cast parties at my house or whatever. Um, That's nice that your parents were like that. Yeah. And they were always they were always. Yeah, they were pretty open with my friends and, you know, um, we're interested in getting to know them and 
and stuff like that. And I know when I started theater, I remember my dad saying that, um, you know, a lot of the theater kids are pretty weird, especially mm-hmm. the tech side of theater. Kids. Yes. You know, they've got the dyed <laughs> hair and the crazy, you know, piercings or whatever. And my dad, I remember saying something like, um, you know, those those kids can be kind of scary to people. But once you get to know them, you realize they're kind of generally pretty awesome kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's A, there's nothing wrong with them. And B, they're often really some of the best kids you'll meet, yeah. which is why I keep pushing my older daughter to try theater. Okay, so that so they did that right. Yeah. What'd they do wrong? Um, well, sometimes they got a little too close to my friends. Okay. I do recall having a boyfriend mm-hmm. when I was too young to have a boyfriend who had... Um, joined the military oh wow yeah so it was quite an age gap oh um, yeah it was it wasn't great um and i was young i didn't it didn't bother me i didn't you know it just you know i wasn't 12 and he was 19 i think it, i think i was 14 and he was 18 which is still like i wouldn't i want, don't love that age gap. I, I wouldn't want my older daughter think about the girls you would not be much. into that yeah um, he was a great guy a really really good guy <laughs> But he was 18, yeah. you know, and he was in a very different phase of his life. Yeah, and probably really horny. So yeah. that's scary. Yeah. So they, the fact that, you know, they, they really liked him and, Interesting. you know, my mom got to be pretty good friends with him in a way. And Interesting. I, I really wish, looking back, that they had said to me, no, you're not dating this person. Um, hmm. Now, in their defense, what would I have done? Maybe just date him behind their back and that would have been worse. Yeah, and so that's uh, obviously we'll talk about that with our kids, but that's always the the catch, right? You right. you want to create an environment where your kids want to share things with you, yeah. and if they're gonna make decisions, you're gonna know about it, right? But then the flip side of that is they do some shit that's tough, and yeah. ha- you have to decide are are you really yeah. this parent that's cool? Hey, I'm cool with yeah. everything. I wish they hadn't encouraged it quite so much he came home on leave um at one point and it, oh, it was my birthday and i had just told my parents that i was going to break up with them because I, I was in high school i was like a sophomore in high school and my boyfriend's in basic training you know yeah um and i was like i can't do this anymore i just was feeling very overwhelmed and very much like this is a bad situation i don't want to be in this situation anymore and who shows up at dinner but my boyfriend to surprise me on my birthday my parents had helped him um oh, plan it and and he showed up with a small jeweler's box, which scared the shit out of what me. What the hell was in there? It was a necklace. Okay. <laughs> Thank God. But I was like, I was about to break up with him and now he's here. And oh God. Did anyway. they know you were going to break up with him? Yeah, but they didn't know when they were helping him to plan it. <laughs> oh, that's right. That happened before, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> so. Okay. So that's not so good. Yeah. So, so that's a good and a bad. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So what about you? Um... So the good is kind of similar to yours. My parents were really, um, our house was the house where everybody came to hang out. And the other thing my parents did that I do too is, um, you know, just really trying to like support your kids' dreams and goals. Like if there's something that you want to try, absolutely you get to try it. You know, you want to take ballet, you want to do horseback riding, you want to be in theater, you want like all the shit Mm -hmm. that my brother and I did they were on board 100%. Yep. They were always there for yep. it. And I absolutely have carried that into my parenting the same way. My boys and um, my daughter want to try something. Absolutely, let's try it. Yep. You know, um, the flip side of that is, um, I would say that 
Well, mom guilt, which my mom definitely was like the worst about mom guilt. Really? But my dad too, he was really strict about curfews. Oh. And like I I was not able to be out late. You know, because he just felt like he would say that to me all the time. Nothing good happens after 10 o'clock, you know, or whatever. So that was a constant battle for me, like wanting to, I mean, in in hindsight, yeah, he was probably right. It's yeah. not like we were doing anything we should have been doing, you know, <laughs> late, late at night. Yeah. But I, I mean, it's, I yeah. think it, it created a lot of tension between us that if he hadn't been so like unwavering about those boundaries that our relationship might have been a little bit better because I maybe mm. would have because like for my for my kids who are old enough to go out and things like that because my daughter's not quite there yet because she's not driving but um they don't have curfews like yeah. my oldest didn't have a curfew my youngest boy doesn't yeah. have a curfew not because they can just go out and do whatever it's because each time mm-hmm. they do something on the weekend what are you doing yep. and then we decide what makes sense for that yep. activity that was the same yeah i never had a curfew well see i oh my god my dad it didn't matter what was happening so I, yeah, I and especially you did theater like I did exactly. and a lot of times you did those shows you got out at 9 30 10 we did and, and I'd have you're to all home. hyped up yeah and I would miss out on some things sometimes oh. because of that so you know I I think that definitely sculpted the way that I you know have handled curfews with my kids now with my daughter once she's <laughs> We'll see if I'm still as cool <laughs> as I have been about curfews. Right, because you have boys. Yes. Older boys. Yes. And then, and then there's a girl. And they don't, they didn't tend, neither one of them, you know, the oldest did theater and stuff, but my youngest, he always has early morning practices and stuff. So he doesn't stay out super late and he doesn't do a lot on the weekends. Like his group of friends, like they may watch movies at each other's houses or something like that, or they go, I don't know, whatever it's just never been an issue. So mm-hmm. I can see where my daughter's going to be one of those kids that wants to not really have a game plan and just drive around yeah. or do it, which I'm, yeah. that's going to be hard. Yeah. Because it, yeah, for me, it's always been, wh- what's the, what is it that you're doing? And then we'll set the time frame from yep. there. So anyway, that's definitely something I took away from my teenagerhood. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So I would say that we are trying to parent differently from our parents in a lot of ways. Yeah. But I think I think that's, everyone does that, I right? think every generation does that. Yeah, like my parents never, we were never ever spanked. I don't think my entire life where we spanked. And that was very different than the way they grew up. Okay. Um, you know, so I think every, every generation has changes that they want to make, right. you know. Um, one thing I'm super cognizant about with my kids is if I am wrong or I lose my temper or something, I apologize to them mm. no matter what because that is something that's just super important to me. Were you they... not apologized to? Mm-mm. Interesting. No. Okay. Um, I don't think I was either. Yeah. You just move on. Yeah. We're not yep. going to talk about it. Yep. Yeah. Which um, it's just something that's important to me for my kids to understand that yeah. I'm not perfect. <clears throat> I know I'm not perfect. I do make mistakes. And for them to understand like they're going to fuck up too. Yeah you know in their lives they're going to say and it's okay yeah yeah and that's something i've had to learn the hard way is um especially at work like hey boss i fucked this up Mm -hmm. this is you know and sometimes it's you know there have been times when like i have fucked up big and had to be like (laughs) i just cost the company five thousand (laughs) dollars 
Um, Sorry. Yeah, that was actually one that I did not fess up to right away and learned the hard way that I should have, like, instead of trying to scramble and make it better, Mm -hmm. I should have just said, hey, I screwed up. So in my current job, I'm very, very, that's something that's very important to me. And so I want the kids to, I want to model that for them, that messing up is fine. It's okay. Yeah, it's, everyone does all day long. Yeah. But but own (laughs) it. Don't stuff it under the rug. Exactly. Because it's always worse than, um, and, and I want them to know that I respect them enough to say you know i'm sorry i was wrong i did the wrong thing no that's a good point too like you know especially like specifically identifying something to them that you mm-hmm. did because you know they're they're always watching us they're always oh, hearing us they sure one's you know? hearing us right now i know Thank I God she's that. got noise canceling headphones on <laughs> I, don't know what she's doing out here. I know she just wanted a a glimpse of the madness the out magic here. behind the scenes so when I was thinking about this particular topic, I went to the old Google machine because I was curious just to see like if I Googled raising teens, what would <laughs> pop up? And holy shit, there are five million things, you know, 10 tips to do, do this with your teens. Don't do this with your teens. Try this. Don't try this. And they all contradict each other, mm-hmm. which I found to be hilarious. Mm. It was just like pages and pages and pages. You know, I'm just reading like the titles of each one. There's oh a million. God. But I did pull one for us off of WebMD because, you know, that's super legit Um, (laughs) because I thought, well, let's just like pull one off one of these tips and tricks. And the one I got was the mistakes that you make with teens and tweens. Yeah. So I think we should go through these and see what we think about them. Is one of them asking your 11 year old to get you more wine? (laughs) Hold on a second. Um, (laughs) Sommelier. (laughs) You had to snap your fingers. Yes. Okay, so so number one, here we go. Expecting the worst. Yes, and this is something that I have hot takes on. I want to hear what you have to say about well, that. Well, it's probably not a hot take, but I tell my husband this all the time. Well, he's such a fucking Debbie Downer anyway. When so. he, he Thanks, does kidding. the thing where he's like, um, he'll be like, he'll come home and be like, did anyone get the, the, get the eggs from the chicken? <laughs> and I'll be like, yeah. The kids got that. Really? Oh. Like he expects the worst all the time. Yeah. So, and I have told him a hundred fucking thousand times, your children are going to rise to the expectations that you give them. And that's exactly what this sweet little list says. Well, yeah. look at me. I if should work for WebMD. Uh, you should. Oh, I mean, maybe they could sponsor. You're basically a doctor. At this I point. am a doctor. Believe me with all my, all my Google MD creds. <laughs> yeah, I am a doctor. <laughs> no, but seriously, they, yeah. they do what you believe them to do. Exactly. So if you think that they can't, they won't. They won't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I do. I do agree with this one. I don't know that I do this i don't think that i do expect the worst or maybe i do i don't think you do no i don't think so I haven't but that's noticed that. but that's a good point because i think just in general you assume that teenagers are smart mouth slugs you right. know that don't do anything ever and yeah and oh yeah and he'll be like um well you know she doesn't even get up till one in the afternoon and i'm like yeah okay well she's 14 like if you want her up go get her up oh no i know but like let's not just stereotype that she's a slug or whatever i mean you should see her with the horse stuff yeah she is doing oh my god the research that this kid is doing yeah because it matters to her but that's the thing too like okay so there's something that matters to her so get in her world a little bit and she's going to be more inclined to Mm -hmm. to do the things that you need her to do because Mm -hmm. you're showing appreciation for what matters to her yeah yeah Yeah. and when she understands that hey we will have more time to go to the barn if you help with xyz she's 
Then well, that makes sense to her. I like, came oh, home okay. and you had a friggin' sweatshop here in this. Uh, I, when I got here, I mean, somebody's <laughs> folding laundry, somebody's doing the dishes. Like, what the fuck? Well, that never happens at my house. Older daughter was doing her own dishes. By the way, I had the kitchen completely clean, and then she fucked it up. No, so the dish she at was my doing house, her own. Just put it in the sink. Oh, and call it good. No, ours, mine will too. Well, I have to tell good. them. And then I asked them each to fold a load of laundry. That usually doesn't actually work, but it did this time. Man, busy little bees when I I got here. That was impressive. Okay, number two, are you ready? I am. Reading too many parenting books. I feel like this could be you. Definitely articles, if not books. Yeah, except for I'm lazy. And so this I did when they were babies. Me too. I read every fucking book. I made myself nuts. And now when I know a woman who's about to have a baby, my... Don't read. (laughs) My advice to them is ignore everyone yeah. and do whatever makes you feel like you're doing the right thing keep your kid alive and you're you're winning but i think that applies to literally every stage of childhood you're absolutely right like sure be aware of milestones pay attention to some red flags and mm-hmm. you kind of have to be a dumb shit to not know what yep. red flags might be right but also like you said like this is your kid trust your gut you yeah. know don't don't read manuals from somebody who isn't living in your situation. Right. Plus, I mean, kids, the way we raise our kids has changed so drastically yeah. and changes constantly. I mean, it's yeah. constant new stuff. Like, okay, there's no parenting book that was going to get us through COVID oh, and remote schooling and all of that. No, you're right. Nothing no, if you don't trust us. yourself and your own parenting, that was a seriously stressful time. Yeah. I mean, it was stressful anyway, but. Well, and it was, it was fluid. You know, yeah. like uh, from day do to this, day, do you this, don't really that. know what's going to happen. Yeah. And so I agree with you. Like if you haven't figured out how to navigate, you know, your own child, put the fucking book down yeah. and just live in the moment. You yeah. Know? I mean, I think some are helpful. I mean, there's one of this is my MO, right? If I read like physical books, I'd have the stack with the bookmark like a third of the way done like and that would be the whole stack that's what that's what i do yeah but i did start start to read one (laughs) called um raising emotionally what was it oh i can't oh shoot now i can't remember the name of it but it's basically about how kids who are gifted are often emotionally intense Mm -hmm. i think that's Mm -hmm. the word Mm -hmm. how gifted kids tend to be super super emotionally intense Mm -hmm. and my younger one is Mm -hmm. and we were really really struggling so i read a third of a book good did you learn anything a little bit probably learn more if i read the whole thing (laughs) (laughs) you're like eh i I get the gist but then we found an adhd coach and now i let her do all the work (laughs) you know that's why there's experts for those yes. particular situations. You, yes. You take advice from people who have spent their lives studying those things. So I don't think there's fucking anything wrong with that. Yeah, it's way more expensive than a book, but yeah. it's also working. Yeah. So whatever works, man. Yeah. Okay, number three, sweating the small stuff. I hmm. definitely do this. Do? Yeah, I hyperfixate on stupid shit. Um, for instance, when my daughter leaves the house in booty shorts, <laughs> Lulu shorts, they're not booty but they are yeah these little girls with their ass cheeks hanging out so they constantly send stuff home about the dress code they say they're gonna penalize the kids and they don't and so the kids have figured out oh sweet you're not actually gonna do anything so they just wear whatever the hell they want Hmm. but it drives me bonkers because i i don't like it and and truthfully what she wears is tame compared to everybody else but i still don't like it and her dad well he he's clueless he's He's interesting because he 
also hyperfixates on things oh. that I'm like, are you serious? Why are you freaking out about that? You know, I think it's all of us, you know, whatever those little things are that bug us. But I'll do that instead of big picture, you know, I'll get pissy about whatever she's wearing in the morning instead of just having nice conversation with her in the morning or, or whatever, you know, like, is it really worth ruining her morning before she goes to school to make her go upstairs and change or to whatever, or her her hair, like there's issues with her hair sometimes. And, and I do get pissed at myself because that really shouldn't matter. But also I feel like it does because I'm teaching her to be respectful of the way that she looks when she leaves the house. She shouldn't look like a hobo. You know, <laughs> a hobo or but, a hobo bag, or a which ho-bag. is what I thought you were going to say. Hobo, hobo bag, whatever. Either one. But really, in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter. But I, I do yeah. get caught up in little shit. What about you? I don't think that I do. That's one I, I'm surprised to say that maybe I don't do that because. Well, and it, it said something about like if it's a small deal, let the kid do the ind- make the independent yeah. choices, and then whatever the consequences are, they learn from that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Now the consequence issue, that's, that is another issue for me because I, I don't want my kids to ever no. be upset or I get in trouble or like, I really want to protect <laughs> that's them a from big that one. stuff. That's a big one for you. For it, sure. That is huge for me. But the small stuff, I mean, you know, when the older one wanted to chop off her beautiful hair, yeah. it's like, all right, well, let's go. Yeah. Killed me. Like yeah. it was like dagger through my heart. Those yeah. beautiful curls went. Yeah. Um, and now she's, she has like a non-binary haircut that mm-hmm. she f- loves and feels fucking fantastic yeah. in. And you know what? It, it's her thing. Great. Great. It's not my choice for her, but I don't get to make that choice. It's not mm-hmm. my head. It's on yeah. my hair. No, I think, I think I'm okay. I'm okay in this one, I think. That's really what teenager dumb is, right? It's preparing us for when they're adults and they're full on making their own decisions. We get these little <laughs> tiny moments of them making those decisions and we have to learn to sit in them because yeah. when they leave... That's how it is. It's yeah. all their decision. It's like when she went to her friend's homecoming in a suit. Yeah. And it was a school right. that she only knows two people at this entire school. And here she is showing up to her friend who was a girl. Yeah. So I don't know if it was a date. I don't know if it was friends. I don't right. know what. But it my my heart was in my throat. I, I was like, are they going to make out. fun of her? Is it whatever? She had a fucking great time. Yeah. She had a great time. So but it's scary letting them make those choices. I know. I know. And she could have come home in a heap. You know, um, because wearing a suit, that is like something that is who she is. And then to have someone in my imagination making fun of her, attacking her, or God forbid, like the administration not letting her in because her date is the same sex. Yeah. I I don't know. I don't know. But you got to go there. I know. I I get it. You think all the worst case scenario. You know, there has been a lot of that issue. Oh, God. But. Again, I mean, we always we went to our dances with friends. Like, what's the difference? Anyway, I'm off topic. No, but but I get what you're saying. You know, just sending. It's like you're sending her into a den of lions, even though it's her choice. Yeah, and turned out totally fine. She was fine. Yeah, she was. Well, all right. Number four, ignoring the big stuff. Ignoring. So this one, I was kind of weird to me, but I guess it's like um, watching for like unexplained changes or. Um, if, if you see like a vape in their backpack, don't ignore it. And I guess maybe there are some parents where that just feels too big to even address. And so you just don't, and you hope it's a phase. I can tell you right now, if any one of my children had anything like that in their possession, that 
it would be a sad day for them. Oh, yes, it would. Well, actually, my daughter, hopefully she's not going to listen to this one. We did have a situation with her taking two cans of seltzer from our oh. house. Did I tell you this? Hard seltzer, obviously. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. You didn't tell Taking me. it from our house. This was a year ago, over a year ago. So she was a freshman. Ooh. Yeah, awesome. Uh, taking it to her friend's house and drinking it with her friends there. But fortunately, because she's a child, she brought the cans back to our house oh, and left them in God. a backpack in her room and forgot about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was cleaning up in her room and I happened upon oh, these treasures. My God. So that was a... Um, that was a, a bad day for her. It, it was. And it was just kind of a game changer and a come to Jesus, if you will. Um, but... I absolutely addressed that shit immediately. She Mm -hmm. was at a friend's house at the time. I went and picked her up right then. Brought her home. Her dad came home from work. We had a very long talk. We had some privileges taken away. We continued to talk about it. We still actually talk about it. Um, So I think think in that situation, it was more of like a peer pressure and she really wasn't hanging out with girls that I was super fans of. Yeah. So I think it was just kind of a stupidity thing at that point. But but yeah, I mean, I guess I could have just been like, Eh, it's not a big deal, whatever. Yeah, but whatever. They all do it. I don't know. No, Jesus. Yeah. No. no. Well, and she needs that too because if it was peer pressure, yeah. Now she can say, "I got in so much trouble. Yes. No way am I doing that again." Yes, exactly. And it gives her an out with them, you know. And, you know? and it was to have that conversation too. Like, look, if you hang out with people who make poor choices, you become the same as them and people assume that you are that way also you know having that whole you are the company that you keep conversation Mm -hmm. because you you do have to have that conversation with your kids you know yeah be friends with whoever the fuck you want just understand that there might be consequences for being friends with people that maybe don't make the best choices at this point in their lives so anyway so we we've we've definitely had a big stuff moment with her but we addressed it right away I kind of it makes me nervous like we haven't had one so I'm like where where is it where is it, is it what coming? is it what's coming but I have to say my parents didn't really have one with me I mean I I didn't with I, either boy either I didn't no I was so busy doing theater yeah. that I there was and that could focus thing. on anything else that's the thing that I want to say number one about raising teens their asses need to be busy yeah that is the best thing for them yeah is is to find activities that they feel good about that they enjoy mm-hmm. and they do those things yeah you know I totally think yeah. so so okay number five too much or too little discipline so Ooh. some parents crack down every time their child steps out of line. Others avoid all conflict for fear. Teens will push away. How do you feel about that? I'm lucky in that I haven't had to have a ton yeah. of this. I mean, I would say like raising my older daughter, I remember thinking through even the twos and threes and four, like what are these people talking about? Like my kid isn't doing yeah. anything wrong. Yeah. Like she was just an angel. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, her dad is definitely more on the punitive, the punitive side, and yeah. I'm more on the lax side. And so it is really hard, like when he gets punitive, and then I feel like, well, I have to back him up. I mm-hmm. mean, we're a team, so if he has grounded or taken phones away or done whatever, like I have to back him up at least in front of them. Okay, so that's a good point. Do you feel like you guys parent teamly? Like, does it work? I think. I do most of the parenting. Yeah, I too. think he does a lot of the punitive parenting, which I don't think he loves. I think it upsets him that he is the um, 
the punitive the one. cop. Mm-hmm. Um, but when he is punitive, I do back him up. I might pull him aside later and say, I think that was too harsh and okay. I think you need to revisit. And yeah. in those cases, he has gone back and said, I overreacted. Your phone's gone for two days, not seven. Oh, you God. Know? That's such a my husband move. Like a big, ridiculous thing yeah. that he's not going to be able to hold them accountable for, yeah. you know, like setting this no phone for two weeks thing. Oh, I know for sure you're going to give her her phone back mm-hmm. before then. So you're reinforcing this behavior that you're trying to consequent. Yeah. You're reinforcing it by, you know, not holding to it. Yeah. Because that's my big thing. If you're going to say something, you better fucking stick yeah. to it. Don't wishy-washy. Or to my point before, come back and say, I was angry. You're right. I made a rash decision. Yeah. I have thought about it and I have chosen now to reduce the punishment. Yeah, that's a good way of saying it. Um, not just willy-nilly handing it back. Like, okay, fine, never mind, you know. Yeah. But like saying, A, I made a mistake and B, I am making an intentional choice to change this punishment. God damn, I sound like a good parent. So, so <laughs> You wouldn't know that I'm racked with parenting <laughs> guilt and Okay, but worry we all, all are, the time. right? We all But I talk a good game. No, because we know what to do, but it's just uh, the application of it is tough when there's yeah. all these other factors. You I'm know, way too lax, especially with... Yes, you are. Especially <laughs> with my younger one. Yes, you are. But that's like, but I'm, I'm tough and I'm, you are very scheduled and routined and we, you know, it's, I'm a drill sergeant, but that has worked for my, my ADHD, my autism, my gifted, all that stuff Mm -hmm. in my house. It's, it's worked because they, they seem to rely on the predictability Mm -hmm. of what we're doing all the time. Well, that's my big issue is I, we will set rules and then not follow them. Yeah. We're really bad about following through, which does the exact same thing you were just talking about. It teaches them, oh, well, I have to listen right. to what they're saying. And I think you as know. they get older, it gets trickier to be like that because, uh, you know, on the one hand, you want them to be able to, you know, explore their independence and make choices for themselves. But at the same time, you want to try and keep those boundaries yeah. in place. And it's just And ours aren't constantly. so much like behavioral or no. whatever. It's really with my younger one, it's getting homework done, yeah. which she struggles with. And she legitimately struggles and she's legitimately trying. Mm-hmm. I've never let her fail. I've always made sure that that got done no matter what it took, no matter how many tears mm-hmm. from both of us. And finally, I went to her teachers and I was like, listen, I can't do this anymore she's she's going to start getting f's on things she's not going to turn things in and they said fine yeah that's fine let her i said really yeah yeah they said it's fine we're not kicking her out just let her fail um <clears throat> but that's that was something i was going to ask you anyway was are there tips that anybody has given you that are super important let them know? fail is yeah. one let them fail yeah i actually i had thought about this like has anybody ever given me some like hot tips I can't think of anything that's horrible to say but probably just because like I work in education and so I spend a lot of time studying development anyway on my own so I don't you're the one that gives me the I call what do I do what do I do well I just I couldn't think of anything you know other than overwhelmingly what what I read is just to to be present and to make sure that there's open communication all Mm -hmm. the time and so that's that's always, yeah. always, always, like I said earlier, I've always walked that fine line between having open dialogue about everything. Tell me everything. I remember. hating, hating what I hear. And yes, well, I remember. So I don't know if we'll cut this part out, but I remember you telling me that your youngest, you were at dinner at like Applebee's or something. Mm-hmm. 
And your youngest said, Olive Garden. <laughs> How did two gay men have sex? It was at Olive Garden. And you Garden. were like, okay, here we go. And I was fine with it. His older brother was like, mom, not here. Don't <laughs> he asked. talk about it here. You have to, you've, you've got to answer the question. And it was question. like, we had been, you know, having our fucking breadsticks or whatever, just sat down. <laughs> He's like, mom, how do two gay men have sex? I was like, but the fact that you're, what was he like 13 at the time? Oh shit, no. He was younger. 10? Yeah, probably would have been younger. 10, 11. The fact that he felt he could ask you that question. Yeah. Says everything. Well, and I, and you're absolutely right. Like, that's one of those moments where you're like, fuck, buckle up. Like, I had just, I needed more wine than what was in front of me for that. But, <laughs> but you want to answer Hold on. Honestly. Let me, let me call the waiter. We need more breadsticks. Bring that more bottle, bread, bring that more bottle over here. <laughs> well, and then my oldest, um, the first time he had sex, I knew about it. See, okay. I'm not sure how I feel about that. Well, I mean, I, I don't, I'm not going to get a banana and show them. Um, I might actually. I don't really I don't know. know that I want to know. I I, know. I do because I, I want to make sure they fully understand the responsibility of having sex. Like that's my big yeah. thing because I want you to make sure you understand what can happen. Yeah, yeah it's great. Yeah. But, but, you know, let's talk about the STDs. Let's talk about the pregnancies, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then with my oldest too, one time he got drunk in high school and he called me to come get him. Well, like and it that's- absolutely worked, you know? Calling back to oh, the things my, my parents too. said that yeah. that our parents did right. That was always the rule in my house. Now, I didn't even realize until I was in college that anyone had ever had a drink in high school because that's how sheltered I was. Are you fucking kidding me? I had no idea. No, I never. <laughs> it never even occurred to me to have a drink in high school. What? Not. It never, never crossed my mind. Okay. But so I did some different things. I know you did. <laughs> but the rule in my house was if you, if you wind up somewhere and you are uncomfortable there it doesn't matter you call us we'll come get you they never had to do it but i like that but that's that's how i yeah yeah no consequence i like that he did that no no and my chat the next day about how you wound up in that situation my exactly and then my youngest who's a senior he um told me he had a party earlier this year and said hey we're going to be drinking and i'm going to stay there and we decided, you know, we agreed that, yes, you can spend the night there and, you know, let me know what you're drinking, how much you're drinking, all of those kinds of things. And he, we, yeah, we had an open conversation about it and it was okay. So I I just think even when it's scary, parents have those, ta- have those conversations. But Whatever. I think you're safe. Everything's safe. I fine. think that that's what we do. We just talk. We keep yeah. talking. And even if it's uncomfy, we just keep talking. Yeah. I remember when my youngest one, who was like six, seven, I don't know. She was young. She came out, mommy, what sex? Fuck. And I was like, all right, old one, older one, get out here. I'm only doing this one time. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. And it's I a group. explained it. And the older one looked at me and said, gross. And turned around and left. <laughs> and that was, that was it. That was the whole sex talk. <laughs> but my mom never had a sex talk with me. I never, I don't even think, I mean, even not even period stuff, I don't think. I mean, I think I learned about all that with the fucking film at school. Oh, the film strip. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't, she definitely didn't talk to me about yeah. sex. Definitely not. And that, there's another, Jesus, mom, there's a hundred things here. That's another thing that I did differently is yeah. that he definitely talked about it early on with the teens. Well, Boom. all right. It's time for the grab bag. 
Yep. Let's grab the bag. Which um, my kids have populated with a combination. I, it looks better than the fake fake out that I, I had think, last week. I think they took the blank ones out. Yeah, I appreciate so that. So there's a combination of um, cards and index cards. There's all sorts of shit in there. You want to grab one? No, dip dip your you little fingies one? in there. Let's see. All right, all right, all right. I'm going to do this, whatever this is. Gen Z crap. <laughs> it just says Gen Z crap. It does. And I recognize the handwriting. This is my older. This is my... Um, what do we mean by that? Well, we've done a lot of talking about how Gen Z humor is ridiculous. Oh, God. It and is. she loves to play all this bullshit for me in the car when I'm mm-hmm. trapped taking her to and from the barn. Yeah. Gen Z crap. Can we maybe try to figure out why they think shit is funny that is not funny? I don't know because I, I totally... There's very few things that get shoved into my face from Instagram or TikTok that I find humorous. And I mean, I feel like old. I feel like an old lady. Yeah, but I'm sucks. Like, I literally don't. I Especially the animal stuff I don't get. What did she show me the other day? That I mean, it's just. Well, and it's what I told you before. If they don't like the response the first <laughs> time they show us, they keep showing us the shit over and over. Like a million times I've seen the same. I know I saw it. It's not funny. It wasn't funny. The first time it's not funny. No. no. I think I have a decent sense of humor. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Like, oh, no, their new thing is giot. Have you heard this word? No, what giot? the fuck? It no. seems to mean but, but I'm not sure. And they just <laughs> repeat this thing over and over again. Something about a class one giot and a class two giot and a class three giot alert. And I... I what about butts i think it's about butts oh god you i don't know, know. I maybe so i will i will google this and i'll put it in the show notes yeah. so that all of the people listening can feel as old as we do and oh that's depressing I, I don't even get it i don't know what that means and then oh then it's like then she showed me a picture of a horse but it was like stretched out weird and she's <laughs> laughing maniacally i'm like i don't get it it's it's just a bad picture <laughs> i don't i don't know i don't think there's any way to explain what it is other than just they've had exposure to technology and social media that we just never had it's gotta be maybe it's like the far side where like only certain people get it Mm -hmm. and we are not the chosen ones right that was an easy one yeah well thanks for joining us after our brief hiatus and remember midlife crisis is more fun with friends sure is 